You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Hello and welcome back to this week's Weekly Wrap-Up here on Sprott Money News. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford, and on the line with me today, we have our chairman, Mr. Eric Sprott. Good morning, Eric. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, good morning, Jeff. I'm well. Uh, we've had a good week so far, and... Um Hopefully things will be looking better for our fellow investors. I really hope so. Now, Eric, let's take a look firstly at foreign currencies. A lot of market chaos going on right now. We see just recently with the ECB stimulus, they're looking to put through $60 billion in monthly bond buying. What are your thoughts on this, Eric, and likewise how it could play out? Sure. Well, as you know, the the big event uh, was the uh, revaluation of the franc this past week, which, you know, caused the... uh, the franc to explode by up to 30%. At one time, it's probably about 15% higher than it used to be. And then, of course, the next thing that came along, well, there's a whole bunch of things that came along. The Danish bank cut the discount rate, which they've recut again last night. We had the Canadians uh, cut their uh, discount rate. Uh, and then, of course, along comes the ECB with their 60 billion euros a month. And there's been absolute chaos in the foreign exchange markets. I believe the euro is down five full cents to the dollar in about two and a half trading days here, which is just amazing that that would happen to a major world currency. Mm-hmm. And of course, you have to you have to wonder what's going on in the derivative world and even the bond world. Imagine if you own some euro bonds, you're thinking you're making some money because rates are going down, but you're losing it all on foreign currency. And these are major major changes in currencies. In fact, the most ironic thing is if you look at the whole financial landscape, strangely enough, the currencies are the most volatile thing. Not stocks, not bonds, not commodities, currencies, which is a very, very bizarre situation to find yourself in. And it sort of it, it sort of it speaks to, well, how can the underlying financial obligations of the securities and bonds be so damn stable? when you don't know what you own. You might own a European stock and, you know, the stock goes up 1%, but its buying power went down 5%. So there just must be some chaotic things going on in the world of, you know, corporate treasurers wondering about where they should have their money. And the, imagine the CFO of IBM who's got money in euros and Danish krone and Canadian dollars and U.S. dollars. I mean, it must just be a nightmare trying to figure out what's really going on as they start moving this, sloshing this money around the world here, all trying to bet on the right thing. It, it's, it just looks like it's total bedlam in the foreign exchange market. And of course, and one of the things that's done, of course, the U.S. dollar has rallied massively here, uh, which, of course, the rally of the Swiss franc was bad for Switzerland. But for some reason, the rally of the U.S. dollar is not bad for the U.S., but it is bad for the U.S. because it makes their goods more expensive in in the the world uh, commodity markets and the manufacturing markets, and and the same thing that would be negative for the uh, uh, Swiss economy of the rally. And because look at the current rally that's gone on in the U.S. dollar, it's it's probably up fifteen percent in the last three months. It's just been incredible here. So we have all these. Um, uh, vibrations going on, in fact, tsunamis going on in foreign currencies and money flows that I think are bringing a lot of people back into the precious metals market as, as uh, of course, the best world currency. And so far this year, it has been the best world currency. And as we reported before last year, 
you know, it was the second best currency behind uh, the U.S. dollar. But this year, of course, with the rally in the gold price, it's better than the U.S. dollar. And probably nothing would tell our listeners, particularly the Canadian ones, more. But, you know, to think that the Canadian dollar, I think, is 124 to the dollar. Well, the price of gold in Canadian dollars is over $1,600 today in Canadian dollars. So it's 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 changing the landscape for so many different groups here. Imagine being a, a, a Canadian producer receiving 1600 versus a U.S. producer receiving 1300 uh, so it's making people move into uh, to gold and silver as currencies uh, because of the total uncertainty. Of course, the negative interest rate policy that um, has, has, in essence, been unleashed by Germany, Switzerland. Uh, there's other countries where the rates are zero. I mean, what does somebody who has money in a bank think? Or what does somebody who has to invest in bonds think when he's losing every year? Does he finally say, well, maybe I should own something like gold and silver where I don't think I'm going to be losing every year, but I have a much better chance of gaining every year? Anyway, it's just it, it's all, almost total chaos in my mind in the, in the foreign currency and financial system these days. So, Eric, it seems to be a renewed interest in gold. We've seen, uh, a, obviously, a boost in gold prices, uh, you know, hitting the 1300 mark. Even gold stocks have gone up. How do you think this is going to play out now as far as uh, gold is concerned and the price thereof? Sure. Well, you know, I think there's a lot of things that people should uh, bear in mind when looking at gold so far this year. And first of all, it's broken its relationship with oil. Second, it's broken its relationship with the U.S. dollar. Typically, when the U.S. dollar rallies, gold fades, but that's been the opposite this year. There was even a situation where we had a good jobs report and it went up which never happens before. So it's kind of broken all the rules of, of how it should act. Uh, and I think the other thing that people should be aware of, it looks to me like there has been a change in the way investors look at gold because the gold ETF so far this year, I believe has put on already 40 tons in the month of uh, January. That's a serious change from times when, you know, we used to lose 30 and 40 tons, and that's just in the month of January. Uh, There's also been all sorts of stock issues in Canada, gold stocks. I think somebody calculated we've had like eight or 900 million of gold stock issues. That means there are buyers around who are prepared to own precious metal equities. So one, we're seeing money going into the gold ETFs. Two, we see money going into the gold stocks. These are both, in my mind, sea changes. Somebody has decided that gold it's not just a price point that's rallying, but something they should sink their teeth into here. And, and both the ETF and the um, investments in stocks and, of course, the appreciation in stocks are indications of that. So I think that this uh, turnaround is for real. We did experience the same thing in the beginning of uh, 14 when uh, gold rallied out of the box and faded. But we have such a different financial si- uh, situation today with you know, the concern about currencies essentially being on the front page. I couldn't believe when the Globe and Mail in Canada, they had about a three-inch headline called The Cut, which was just about the the cut in interest rates in Canada and its effect on the currency. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's dramatic what's going on here. So I think more and more people will be forced to come to the conclusion that they have to have an involvement in precious metals to protect themselves against the currency wars that are just ongoing. I mean, there's just a big currency war. 
in fact, I think finding some people in the States are realizing, hold it now, this, our currency being this strong is not good. And we forgot about that, right? <laughs> because it's not good for your economy. So anyway, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's total uh, I, I, chaos out there. I hate to imagine what's happening in the derivatives world here. I mean, what can you own? Or be short or be long that that's not has this massive volatility these days. There's not much, and we have a quadrillion of derivatives out there. It must just be nightmare city uh, for all these organizations that are involved in. And we saw about four or five guys get their heads chopped off at the frank. I mean, how many guys are hurting here uh, as we speak when the euro falls five cents in two and a half days? It, it must be incredible out there. Anyway, we'll see how it plays out. So, Eric, that being said, what's your short-term outlook in terms of gold? Things definitely seem to be looking up. What can we expect, or what do you expect in the weeks to come? Hey, Jeff, well, I'm looking forward to two. I mean, gold and the silver and the other precious metals are doing well. I expect them to continue to rally here. You know, we've broken through the 200-day averages. Uh, technically, it's all looking good. It's hard. For, I'm sure it must be very hard for people not to imagine why they shouldn't consider gold and silver so um hopefully we'll have another exciting uh, we have another exciting week like this week and the, the first few weeks of this year so uh good luck to you and all your listeners excellent Eric. well again eric we always appreciate your insight here on the weekly wrap-up and we look forward to speaking to you in the weeks to come we look forward to it thanks jeff and to our listeners thank you for listening this is jeff rutherford for the weekly wrap-up here on sprout money news have a great weekend